Does anyone out there like baseball, love baseball? As we head into October, I thought I'd do a quick check of the standings. So the ALE standings, you got the Yankees who are leading Blue Jays, Rays, Orioles, Red Sox. And then the AL Central, you've got the Guardians, uh, which was formerly the Cleveland Indians, the uh, Chicago White Sox, Twins, Royals, Tigers. And then in the AL West, you got the Astros, the Mariners, the Angels, the Rangers. And then my favorite team, the team that I associate with, is <laughs> bringing up the rear of the AL West. And man, I sure hope they can uh, figure it out. Um, but that's the Oakland Athletics. Uh, currently, they've got 53 wins, 94 losses. They're just not performing well. Um, but uh, I love an underdog story. I was around Oakland at the time of the early stages of Moneyball, the Billy Bean era, and, and that type of thing. I just loved it and uh, was there at Network Associates watching games. So, And I was playing baseball at College of San Mateo. So it was just really cool in the being in the Bay Area. So that was the American League. We'll then jump over to the National League. And of course, you got the NL West. You got the Dodgers with 102 wins. I mean, aren't they on fire, guys? You got Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, then Rockies. And then NL Central, you got the Cardinals leading, the Brewers, Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. And then in the NL East, you got the Mets leading, and then the Braves, Phillies, Marlins, and the Nationals. So, so we'll see who ends up in the World Series, but my money's on the Dodgers. They're definitely going to be in it. I'd be surprised if they're not. Also, what I love about fall is baseball's wrapping up, World Series time, the leaves are changing, and it's football season. The 49ers, I sure hope they have a great season. They seem to have a decent team and a decent coach, so we'll see how it plays out for them. But uh, enjoy, enjoy fall, guys, and we'll roll right into weekly market insights after our disclosures. Thanks so much for listening. expressed by me, my co-host, or my guests are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Northbound Wealth Management, LLC. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment, tax, or legal advice, or as a solicitation to offer or buy any securities. Clients of Northbound Wealth Management, LLC may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Northbound Wealth Podcast, Weekly Market Insights, White Hot Inflation Report Alarms Investors. Boy, did the markets ever respond. Jeez. Today is September 20th, 2022. A hotter than expected inflation report sent stocks sharply lower last week as investors face the prospect of more aggressive interest rate hikes by the FOMC or the Fed, uh, perhaps for a longer period. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 4.13%. While the S&P 500 lost 4.77%, the NASDAQ Composite Index dropped 5.48% for the week. The MSCI EFA Index, which tracks developed overseas stock markets, dipped 1.78%. So what, this, what does this mean? Where are the levels at in the markets? Well, the Dow closed out last week at 30,822. That's down 15.18% for the year. 
The NASDAQ closed at 11,448. That's down 26.82% for the year. The MSCI EFA index closed at 1,806, which is down 22.69% for the year. The S&P 500 closed at 3,873. Uh, that's down 18.73% for the year. Uh, the 10-year Treasury note closed at 3.45%. That's up 12 basis points for the week. And year-to-date is up 1.93%. So inflation deflates markets. Stocks suffered their worst day in more than two years last Tuesday as markets were caught off guard by a higher-than-anticipated August inflation report. Markets expected the August report to show a substantial cooling of inflation, potentially allowing the Fed to ease on interest rate hikes. Instead, the elevated inflation number not only undercut those easing hopes, but raise the possibility of a more significant rate hike. On Tuesday, traders assigned a 28% probability of a 100 basis point hike from a 0% chance just the day before. Price action remained choppy for the remainder of the week, closing the week with additional losses as global package delivery company warned of a worldwide recession. That would be FedEx. I think everybody's heard of that, anyone watching the financial news. August CPI disappoints. Again, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, rose 8.3% from a year ago, showing a continued deceleration in price increases. July CPI was 8.5% and June's was 9.1%. Despite moderating price increases, traders were disappointed given the general expectation of a more substantial slowdown in inflation. Core inflation, excluding food and energy, was particularly alarming to investors, which jumped 6.3% year over year. That number was well above the 5.9% rate from June and July. From the market's perspective, sufficient inflationary pressures exist for the Fed to maintain its hawkish uh, interest rate policy for possibly longer than investors had hoped. This week, key economic data. Tuesday is housing starts. Wednesday, FOMC meeting announcement. We'll see where they go with interest rates. And then existing home sales. Thursday, index of leading economic indicators, jobless claims. And Friday, purchasing managers index or PMI composite data is released. This week, companies reporting earnings. Monday, AutoZone. Wednesday, General Mills. Thursday, Costco, FedEx, and Lennar are posting their earnings. Believe me, everyone on Wall Street wants inflation to go away or at least shrink back to below 2%, a level we enjoyed not so long ago. But Tuesday's Consumer Price Index report showed it might be some time before we see 2% again. Consumer prices ticked slightly lower in August, but not as much as what Wall Street wanted. Economists pointing out that gasoline prices dropped in the past month made bold predictions for August inflation, too bold as it turned out. Stocks got clobbered and bonds didn't fare much better. The inflation report showed that higher food, shelter, and medical service costs were to blame. Higher costs in those areas indicate inflation could be more persistent and entrenched than we thought. So now the question is, what will the Fed do at its upcoming meeting? And the, there, there's a chart here that I have that I might post on the blog. The green highlights show the most likely outcomes for several Fed meetings, according to the CME group. Keep in mind that in early September, in the CME group's indicator said smaller increases were possible, but no more. So basically, all eyes are on the Fed 
At its September meeting, the Fed is expected to raise short-term rates uh, 75 basis points to between 3 to 3.25%, which would be the highest rate since early 2008. The CME group publishes a table that shows the probability of the federal funds rate level by the FOMC scheduled meeting dates. For example, for the November 2nd, 2022 FOMC meeting, traders have placed a 55% probability that the federal funds rate will fall between 3.75% and 4%. And there's a green highlight on this chart. I know you listeners can't see it, but it shows the highest probability by meeting date. So, and it's at 68%, a 55% probability of 375 to 4%. So we'll see where it ends up. All too often this year, I haven't had great news to pass along about the markets, but I do wanna assure you that I'm committed to staying on top of the news in good times, bad times, and in between times. If Tuesday's drop raised some new questions for you, please give me a call. If you felt like stock prices were a little more volatile in 2022 than in recent years, your spidey senses are right on the money. The S&P 500 has posted 81 daily moves of at least 1% through August. Of those moves, 39 have been to the upside and 42 to the downside. In the chart that I'm going to post on the blog, I've highlighted this year, 2022, to show how it compares to other years since 2000. Since the daily report was compiled, stocks have seen a few more 1% swings. With more than 70 trading days left in the year, my hunch is we see more. So the, what the chart shows is, is 1% price moves and price swings are unnerving, but they're nothing new. And that's what I wanted to point out. What's fueling the volatility? The Fed. Don't fight the Fed. Have you ever heard that? Largely, that's what's going on. Its monetary policy of raising interest rates to slow inflation without triggering a recession has created a lot of uncertainty. Price swings are unnerving, but as the chart shows, again, they're nothing new. What's most important is focusing on your goals and not paying too much attention to Wall Street daily ups and downs. And as a reminder, the S&P 500 Composite Index is an unmanaged index that is considered representative of the overall market. Index performance is not indicative of past performance of a particular investment, and past performance does not guarantee future results. Individuals cannot invest directly in an index. The return and principal value of stock prices will fluctuate as market conditions change and shares, when sold, may be worth more or less than their original cost. A technical market spotlight, uh, Northbound Wealth Management podcast. My name is Brent Foster. I am the founder and CEO of Northbound Wealth Management. Um, and I like to take a quick look at the equity markets. What I've got is the S&P 500 charts up, um, the daily, the weekly, and the monthly charts, and then also a histogram to kind of look at the, um, uh, like, where we're at as far as um, sentiment and the advanced decline lines and stuff. And it's unfortunately, it's low. So let me review the daily chart and the weekly chart just here. 
um, on the show. So we're definitely in a downtrend. I mentioned that the last couple of weeks. Um, and also even like a month ago, I was saying, you know, we, we're probably going to peak out and then we'll, we'll have a nice sell off to maybe retest June lows, but that maybe has turned into definitely going to retest that, um, especially after last week and the fed raising rates and we'll see what they do tomorrow. Um, again, the saying is don't fight the fed. Let's not fight the fed and understand, um, that the trend is your friend or your foe. And so depending on how you're positioned in the market, so the trend is down. Um, you can definitely see that, um, we've got a falling trend line. You can snap a, a trend line, uh, to the, to the lower highs that's been going on since, um, for the year actually. And then the lower lows and we kind of potentially bottomed in June, but we're getting a retest of that uh, right now. We'll see if that holds that that uh, 3,600 level to 3,700 level between there, that confluence of support is important to see if it holds on the S&P 500. So keep that in mind. If you have any questions about markets and direction of markets in the near, medium, or long-term, please reach out to us. Um, we're definitely... Uh, long-term strategic uh, uh, money managers, asset allocators. And so uh, it's always important to incorporate these charts though and understanding where the short, medium and long-term tactical uh, adjustments might need to be made along the way in, in order to enhance uh, portfolio performance. So uh, stay tuned next week, next Monday or Tuesday, I'll have uh, a review of this week. Uh, launched out for you guys along with some other great educational material. Take care, have fun, have a great week and weekend.